Please press button to close and lock door. Door locked. Your maximum use time is 10 minutes. Welcome to the Chris Arnold Travel Podcast. got a lovely bunch of podcasts all of them standing in a row 22 of them now to be exact yes that's right folks my name is chris arnold and this is episode 22 of the chris arnold travel podcast it's the podcast that's currently sitting pretty in the international podcast charts at number 142,652nd. haven't done a shout out in a while so here's a shout out to Chaz and family in kangaroo flat australia Apparently, every week they sit around their iPad listening to the podcast, much like families in the 1960s would sit around the wireless listening to the latest space race updates. Podcast number 22 is my final Kiwi podcast, and what a marvellous country New Zealand is. The landscape bucolic, the wildlife splendorous, and the people benevolent and avuncular. This episode is sponsored by thesaurus.com, by the way. Instead of launching into a destination recap like I usually do, I thought I'd start with a story that recently came to my attention. Back in 2015, New Zealand ran a campaign to change the national flag. But here's the interesting part. Absolutely anyone could enter. One such design was a kiwi bird with laser beams coming out of its eyes. Go and Google search it. It's absolutely incredible. Unfortunately, it didn't win. And in the end, people just voted to keep the old design. But I still hold out hope that one day, New Zealand will have a kiwi bird with laser beams coming out of its eyes for its national flag. One day, folks. One day. So then, onwards with the final part of this Kiwi-based journey. Picking up where I left you last week, we exited Queenstown and travelled back up north, passing such delights as Twizel, Mount Cook, Lake Pukaki, Lake Tekapo, and eventually arriving in Timaru. We were only in Timaru for a couple of hours, parking up by the sea at dusk. Not to catch the sunset, though, but for a chance to catch one of the smallest penguins in the world returning to their nest. Not literally catch them in the net, that would be extremely unethical, and I also believe illegal. I mean catch them with my eyes only. I read online that some white-flippered penguins had made a small colony at Caroline Bay in Tiramu, which as it turned out was right by quite a loud building site. Those crazy penguins, I thought to myself, you've got hundreds of miles of untouched coastline and you pick a location where diggers work throughout the night. Maybe the soothing sounds of pneumatic drills send them to sleep. Anyway, we joined a small group of penguin watchers, including a man with a high vis on who appeared to have put himself in charge and waited for the little creatures to arrive. It took some time, but in the end we saw five of the tiny little things scurrying along the beach. I thought I heard them making noises, but then it was just the weird guy in his high vis playing sound effects off his phone. Who does he think he is? Bill Oddie? Next, we spent an afternoon in Geraldine. Oh, yeah. That's the town, by the way. Not a lady. Then we headed inland to Mount Sunday, now famous for being the location for Edoras from the Lord of the Rings films. And continuing on, we arrived at the volcanic Banks Peninsula in the seaside town of Akaroa, an interesting place and a popular tourist destination for Kiwis and foreigners alike. Way back in the day, the French settled this town just as the British signed the Treaty of Waitangi, which declared New Zealand a country under the British crown. Not wanting war to break out, the French settlers were allowed to stay, resulting in Akaroa being the only French colony down there. We jumped on a boat out to sea and to our delight found some Hector's dolphins, one of the smallest and rarest dolphins in the world. We also spotted yellow penguins, white flippered penguins and our good old pals the New Zealand fur seals. 
few days later, we handed back Bernard, our trusty camper van. We were sad to leave the old boy. It'd been our home for 36 days and we travelled almost 500 kilometres in it. It'd been an amazing experience. However, I was looking forward to sleeping at least a couple of metres away from a tank of petrol and an exhaust pipe. We flew back to Auckland and spent a couple of cracking days with friends Dave and Jenny before borrowing a tent, hiring a car and heading right up to the Northlands for a week. After walking around the snow-capped mountains of the South Island, we were now wandering around the tropical beaches of the North Island, once more highlighting the sheer variety of the New Zealand landscape. On the west coast of the Northland, you can drive along the stretch of sand known as the 90 Mile Beach, which is actually 55 miles long, which makes it the first beach I've ever seen with such an overinflated sense of importance. Calm down, 90 Mile Beach. No need to lie about your size. It won't get you anywhere in life. On the east coast of the Northland is the Bay of Islands, a historically significant part of the country. In the bay since Waitangi, which is where the Treaty of, you guessed it, Waitangi was signed. The treaty granted the Maori people land and property rights and at the same time declared the country now part of the British Crown. We visited the Waitangi cultural experience and I discovered so many fascinating tales and stories regarding the country's history. I fully recommend it if you ever end up around these parts. The session ended with an old school Maori experience with song, dance and warrior manoeuvres all being displayed. I sat back and soaked it up feeling almost honoured to have spent six weeks in such a great country. Thanks for listening to episode 22 of the Chris Arnold Travel Podcast, folks. I've loved New Zealand. I hope you all can visit it one day. Big thanks for Jenny and Dave for looking after us in Auckland. And thanks to you all for tuning in. Next week, I'll be in South America, getting my Latin vibe on. Until then, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>